Welcome to the Capians Podcast. I'm Fedor Nitsky, and Capians is my personal journey of becoming more capable and more human every day. This episode is all about woodwork and how it made me a more flexible human being. My guest today is Niv Rubin, who owns a woodwork workshop named Both Hands. Niv, say hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, so, episode number two starts right now. Okay, so hey, Niv, what up? Hey, Fade, how are you? Good, good, good. Um, we're here today to talk about uh, woodwork in general and um, my personal experience also that I uh, went through in this very workshop. That's, by the way, this podcast is recorded at the Both Hands Workshop, which is located in Jaffa. In Jaffa, in Shmaya Street. It's, really, it's a really cool place, a really cool street. It's near the Greek uh, market. It's five minutes from the beach. I love this place. I'm <laughs> here for... Uh, how, how often do you go to the beach before you go? I try to go like at least four times a week. I have my surfboards here downstairs. You're surfing? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, Speaking about KPNs here. <laughs> yeah. And then I try to like uh, whenever there's waves to go to the beach for, a, you know, at least an hour just to take a break of the day and of the sweat and uh, go and chill and relax and have some fun and then go back to work. So if you have like great waves day, are you about to close the workshop, like cancel all the, uh, <laughs> cancel all the people that should come here and... I want to, but it's not always possible. You still need to, to work a little. But I'm trying to get it balanced, you know, to go... If I go early in the morning, so I will close later. Or if I go during the day, I will come earlier or stuff like that. I try to keep the hours right, working. As, lo- as long as you have the time for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So woodwork and you, how did it start? Well... Since I can remember myself, my dad worked with his dad, my, grandpa- my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather was a carpenter. He had a carpentry here in Tel Aviv, and, uh, and uh, they used to work together. It was the hard time of Israel, you know, a long, long time ago. There was nothing here. What, we're talking about like 20s, 40s, 50s? No, it was about uh, the, the 40s, 50s. Right. Yeah. And through that work, which he had to do, Uh, my dad learned the art of woodworking. He then went and studied the uh, electricity engineering, and that's what he's doing until today. He works in the high tech, but, uh, but almost everything in our home, in my parents' house, uh, made by my dad. The, the, the shed in the back and the, all the pieces and the closet and the kitchen. And when he did it, me and my brother as kids, we always used to help him. He wanted us to help him. So... Since I can remember myself, I used to work with my dad and it started with, uh, with nailing and just carrying stuff to actually making stuff of my own to the house and then building and, and coloring and sanding and whatever you need to do. And, uh, and, is it, and is it like that in your house too today? Yeah, so and then it continued with me. I mean, ever since then, uh, when I wanted to make something, I, my first option wasn't to go and buy it. But to try and build it on my own, not always I had the tools, so I found a way either borrowing from other friends or uh, finding a way to do it or working in my parents' house uh, but I always 
prefer to do it myself. And it's even more than just making stuff of wood. The idea of making stuff on my own and building my own things, it developed the sense of understanding that everything is possible to do with my own hands because other people made it with their own hands. Hence the name of the workshop, I guess. <laughs> Probably. So whenever something is broken, I try to fix it on my own because it's already broken. So what can I do wrong? <laughs> That's a nice approach. Yeah. Oh, you don't have anything to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can only learn from it. Yeah. So you were actually growing up into wood. Uh, so this place, this workshop is for people who actually want to rent by hour, mostly, and just yeah. come and work here, right? You have the tools, you have the tables, you have anything that is needed for, for those guys. And also there are uh, like learning sessions for uh, people, grown-ups, kids. Yeah, groups, couples. So it's both like for, for skill developing, but also just an uh, experience, right? Yeah, experience and fun and good time uh, just for uh, like a team in the office and uh, couples for uh, one of them birthday and stuff like that. It happens a lot uh, because I think most of the people have some connection to wood on our basic level. I think because it, there's something warm about it and something friendly, something that we know and we like and we feel comfortable with it. So this is an interesting thing. So a couple of months ago, I made a research uh, and I asked people if they could acquire a new skill, which is non-digital, outside the, their phones and, and, and their computers. The first thing that they uh, told me that they would like to try is actually woodwork. So you're saying it's warm, you're saying it's friendly, but what, what actually m makes everybody want that, in your opinion? Uh, the, the first thing is about the material itself, that people really feel comfortable with wood. It's not uh, cold like metal, and it's easy to shape, and it's friendly, and it's, it, feel it feels natural. I mean, we all know it, and we all right. Th there's something it very ancient about it also. Yeah, like definitely. In my eyes, more than steel, more than anything. It's like... Um, even uh, I funny I when I wrote the uh, when I wrote the post the medium about this I started thinking about why people actually pr prefer wood and I, and I was like there are so many things around us which are made of wood and even the like the table and the chair that I was riding on uh, they were made of wood I was okay it's everywhere it's in our eyes we feel mm -hmm. it it's it's everywhere we go yeah um, It's basically everywhere, not only in our place. I mean, when you go outside, you always see trees. Even if you live in the city, there are trees. It's important for I the... Mean, I mean, I hope for you. <laughs> I hope for you. <laughs> Unless you're living in Dubai or something. They have trees. Do they? They have the palm trees. They have a whole island in the shape of a palm tree. Are they real? <laughs> I've never figured it out. They're, they're too symmetric. It's they're really too possible beautiful. I don't it's know. It's not real. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Yeah. Today, I think most of the people don't create something out of scratch. I mean, a lot of, of the things that we do, that people work in, are not real. I mean, you don't really create... You mean not physical? Not physical, right. yeah. It, for me, it's not real. I mean, if you buy and <laughs> sell in the stock market, nothing happened. The money just moved digitally and nothing really happened. And what's money? Yeah. <laughs> What is money? It's like yeah. philosophical thing that we use. <laughs> A lot of us today uh, don't really see the things that we make in, the full, in their full form. Uh, if you buy and sell an uh, advertised uh, area. Yeah, or, uh, I've been there. I've been there. So, so yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. And 
Working with wood, it's craftsmanship and it's sort of uh, art if you do it in some ways and right. not like just making uh, kitchens and storage spaces for houses. <laughs> so other uh, arts, in other arts, uh, let's say like uh, play music, you have a really long uh, learning curve. You need to play a lot. And if I will sit now with, uh, if I will take a guitar and start to play it, nothing will happen in the, fo- in the first few hours. Right. When opposed to that, If you come and work here with me in just about two, three, four hours, you can make something amazing and something beautiful and something that it's your own and you can take home that you made yourself. It won't be bad. It will be, plus, you will, be, you will be attached to whatever it is way more than absolutely. you were, like if you were going buy it somewhere else. Absolutely. And even more than that, if you just order for me a table and I will make it for you, You will get the table and we look at it and you say, mm, this corner is not the best and I thought it a different color. But when people come here and make their own table, <laughs> so even it can be like really, you know, uh, rocketing and uh, not standing straight and not the best coloring work. But it's but theirs. It's theirs and they love it. Yeah. They love it. You know, it's, it's funny. When I came here, um, I actually had absolutely no expectations of coming out with whatever it was. I never imagined that I can make anything, especially not within a couple of hours. So you say both hands, I thought my both hands were left, <laughs> right? So when I came in here, I was like ready to go. I say, okay, I'm going to work with wood. That's, that would be awesome. And I came to you and I'll say, okay, what am I making? You said, just whatever you want. I was like, wait. <laughs> I had this immediate fear of, should I have come more prepared? Should I, I don't know. I'm, I'm paying for this time right now, right? So what, what am I making? I have no idea. And you just said, okay, just go to the lounge downstairs and just plan whatever you want to do, find the measurements, plan it, and it'll help you out with the rest. Okay, so after like the first initial shock has passed, I started Googling stuff. I thought, I'm a musician, and I've, I always wanted to make a cajun, right? So it's, it's like a box drum. And I started to research about it, and, and I was so excited. I, I finally, I had a purpose, right? I had this... Okay, I'm gonna make a cahoon. That's amazing. I started I started a research. I started finding like measurements. I started some drawing. And then as I continued the research, I actually discovered that since it's an acoustic instrument, so it, it sound really depends on how it's built, what kind of wood, uh, you have to combine multiple layers of different types of wood, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, okay, that's probably an overkill. So plan B. I was back to square one. searching what I'm doing, what I'm making. Um, and very stupid idea crossed my mind. I was like, what can I possibly make? You know what? Uh, what can I make? A poop stool, right? What, how silly is that? And then I went, you know what? It's not that silly. What, why the hell not? I'm going to make a poop stool. That's what I'm going to do. So, and, and then what, the funniest thing that started is that uh, I found some images. I imagined like, how I want it to be. And then I just started awkward visits to the toilet here, measuring <laughs> stuff. Um, probably the people working here probably thought I, I had a diarrhea or something. <laughs> and so I, I just started measuring, I started drafting, and, and it, it looked fine. It looked possible suddenly. And then I showed it to you, and you said to me, okay, now let's see how much wood you need. Then we drafted, then we took the measurements, and we understood how many wood plates we need for that. Right. And then just step by step, I started making the poop stool. That was in, in like three and a half hours. I already had most of it done. 
I used tools which I never used, and it looked real. It was a product that I made, and it was made of wood, which has the. I totally agree with the warm feeling, and mm -hmm. and the, it's it's just cozy. Wood is cozy. I think that that's the word that that we, yeah. I'm searching for. It's just definitely it's, it's warm and cozy, and, and you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, and it's funny because I left it here to dry, and the next day I took it home. And I had a product like whatever you grew up with. I never had that, right? I'm coming totally from a digital world. I was a product manager and, and digital designer for like 14 years. And I suddenly had a wooden product at my house, which I made. And the sense of accomplishment is is ridiculously amazing. Yeah, whatever you make, it can be a poop stool and it can be, think about making a chair for your kid. You right, know, right. She yeah. uses all the time a, kitchen, a little kitchen for for a little daughter. Everything you make and you put in your own home, it feels that this is your home and that you made it for you. And, and for it has more love. more value. For Definitely, more, much more, more value for you. Because yeah, I always say that when people come here to work, I usually compare it to uh, going to a ceramic uh, class. Right, and it's by, by the way that was number two in the list. <laughs> it's really nice. And what happens in ceramic class? You go to a ceramic class and you want to, let's say, make a plate. But you don't go to the ceramic class because you don't have enough money to go and buy your own plates in IKEA. You know what right. I mean? You want to go there in order to learn the skill and make a plate of your own and do it and color it and get your hands dirty. And then in the end, you have a plate in your home and you love it much more than you would love any plate that you will buy somewhere as ugly as as, as imperfect ugly as it can be exactly yeah. exactly it can be just like your kid whatever shape yeah. it is <laughs> because we are we are what does it mean when you're a kid i mean you always love stuff that you make on your own that are not perfect that you got your hands dirty doing the work I mean, right right so so the experience itself is part of the product itself you basically you inject your own experience into a physical product and you forever remember it as an association in your mind when you look at it, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like in painting, if you will... Your, whatever your kid... Uh, exactly, you, that's you, what I wanted to say. Whatever your kid makes, the ugliest as it may, you will love it. Because these drawings it. On, on the fridge, right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing, because, yeah. but it really, really is better looking in our eyes. It's when you look at someone, he can be not as gorgeous in your eyes, but for the pe people, for the person who loves him, he will be the most perfect person. So it's just the same with wood. So everything is just a big mind trick for us, right? Definitely. This is this is definitely. this is how humanity works, I definitely. guess. People make here stuff that are definitely not perfect, but in their eyes it's perfect because they made it and and they love it. And what what kind of what kinds of things people come here to make? It varies. I mean, some people make practical stuff like a table or uh, shelves, I guess. Yeah, shelves and chairs like for the balcony and stuff like that. Other people make a lot of stuff uh, for, for children. I think that today when you can order everything and watch online and you know, you have the DIY manuals for making everything. It's funny because it's like a little paradox because when you have everything available today to order and to buy and to get and to have someone to make for you, just today people have more need and more satisfaction of making it on their own. A friend of mine made here a kitchen for his little daughter and he knows that it's priceless because when she will play with it, he will be happy and she will be happy. <laughs> if he will go and buy it, 
you know, it will be like I just wasted, wasted like 500 shekels on this. And right. What's the most ridiculous thing beside poop stool that you've seen people making here? <laughs> I think poop stool is one of the best uh, ridiculous <laughs> things that people made here. Uh, there was something just now uh, a team from Facebook were here and someone made a beautiful thing that she made like a really small like hand size three beds and a chair. For her, for her little girl's dolls. Nice. And it's beautiful, beautiful, nice. beautiful. It's amazing, really delicate, you know, and I never made anything like it. Usually make stuff larger. I mean, I don't use, usually do the small stuff. And right. it was amazing. Um, a lot of stuff for the pets. Oh, like bowls and, bowls and bowls yeah. and stuff like that. Nice. That's a good idea, making a bowl stand for my dog. Yeah. It's nice. Um, artistical stuff, like artistical and both usable. I mean, if you want to make small shelf near your bed, so you make a little hole in it, so you can put the cell phone and you make fences on the sides, on the sizes that you want. I mean, right. when so, you have- So it's custom made, that's, that's another thing that you get when you make something yourself. You made it custom made for your requirements, for your dimensions and your needs. Exactly. Yeah. And it's mind blowing. I see it every time. It's mind blowing for people, the understanding that they can do whatever they want. Just as you said, if you want to make like a box, there are infinite ways of making that box. Yeah. What was the most challenging thing that you've ever built? Like, what, the most difficult thing that you, when you thought of it, you were like, I'm not sure how am I gonna make it? And one of my first works here in this place was ordered by, by this guy. Uh, he wanted a table that made out of a special wood that he brought from Brazil. Cool, huh? Yeah. And that he escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it to be really specific and the legs to go inside out and uh, to have a little uh, diamond shapes on each leg. And the, the upper plate, he wanted it to be like really specific with, uh, with specific cuts and specific shapes. And I really didn't know what to do. It took me, I think, like two or three weeks just to make it. And it, it bothers me the whole time. And I, was, I was super afraid and I was trying different ways of connecting it. And it took me like unbelievable amount of time <laughs> to do it. And in did the you, end... Did you have fun? I had fun uh, because I tried to. It, it was be, a challenge. It could be, yeah, it could be really frustrating at some times and some points. But I kept telling myself that, look, you're making something really amazing. Nice. So it was nice. And in the end, it wasn't the best table I made. In but terms of what quality or there was something that I wasn't happy about. He loved it. Okay, I mean, you mean nice. design-wise or practical, no, functional? Practical. Functional. Okay. For me, it wasn't perfect, but the thing is that after like three months, again he ordered for his friend the same table, and I did it in like two days, Ooh. and it was amazingly good. And the feeling that I got back after a lot of work that I did during this these uh, three months, when I did this table again. It was amazing the the process that I found myself that I was going through uh, from the initial work that I didn't want to do and thought about it and tried a lot of different ways and I came to it and knew what to do and I just felt that I learned new skill and it made me realize that whatever work I might do I need to just look at it as a challenge as a learning project and in the next time I will just know more you know I'm not sure what if I'll ever make anything else of wood but at least after the initial session, I have the confidence that anything is possible and that if I ever want to make it, I already crossed the, uh, the initial barriers that I had, right? It took me a couple of weeks to make that decision to actually come here and, and start working. 
And then right now, I know that I have the ability. I know that I have the tools. I have acquired this initial skill, at least. And now the next time will be way easier. Yeah, definitely. I think it can and should go to every aspect in your life. Right. Whatever may come and whatever you want to do, it, it's possible. I mean, sometimes you need the right settings. Somebody to do already it. did it, right? Yeah. Somebody or, did. Or not, if you're Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I mean, you can do it. I mean, if you have the proper settings and the tools, it's probably possible. Right. And you don't need to be afraid of it. You can just learn it and try to do it. And maybe it won't be perfect, but it doesn't mean you, know, you don't need to try it and do it on your own. Right. And, and as you said earlier, there are many like, DIY videos on YouTube, right? You can learn anything uh, on YouTube today. What's the difference, in your opinion, between sitting at home watching a video and, and then try to make it something and versus working with an actual mentor uh, beside you? I think that when you work with a personal mentor and in the carpentry like this, with the space and with the proper tools, the basic difference is that you have more confidence, is that you have someone to help you and look over you. But I think that if you will try it three times at home, you will get the same result as you will try it one time here. Really? I think so, yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean it might also be different between different people. Because um, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever touch wood. Uh, touch wood, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would ever have the courage to actually start working with it unless I would know that I'm in safe place, not just in terms of safety, but something that it might be self-confidence, might be uh, mm -hmm. something related to that. But when you come over to a place which there is wood everywhere, you have the right atmosphere, you have the right support, you have the right guidance. Like for me, the welcoming attitude that I got from you uh, and, and all the people get here when they come in, it's more than just watching a video, right? It's, it's human relationship. It is something that you create when you come to a place where you get to work with other people. Also, while I was working on my poop stool, there are other people here who are working on different stuff. And you get to talk to other guys, see their challenges, uh, communicate with, with humans. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all about human connection. And it's something that, in my view, the DIY videos will just not do. Especially when you look at it as an experience, as, as an initial experience. I guess at some point, if you work with Wood for years, you can watch a video to learn something else, some small part of a skill. Yes, I think that the whole, the whole place and the people that come here I mean, when you come to work here with wood, you don't come angry and nervous. I mean, I don't allow it. I always tell people, <laughs> relax, you work slow, you need to take your time, you don't, you don't need to hurry. You have to work slow and you have to, you know, be, I don't know, be kind and be nice to other people here. So I think it's basic. And in another way, I actually think that what I'm trying to do is let you walk and show you the walk. So in a way, I am a YouTube video of guidance. <laughs> I mean, I just tell you what to do. I don't hold your hand and do it with you. I right. try to, to, to allow you to do it on your own and make the mistakes on your own. Right. And we'll fix it together if you made the mistakes. Yeah, I made, mistakes. I made quite a few, by the way. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. It's perfect. Definitely. Having the... Uh, Uh, the confidence to 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 fix stuff as yeah. I go, and for me, going not according to plan is something relatively new in my life. Mm -hmm. Right? I had mm -hmm. always had everything planned and pre-planned and and overthought, and suddenly I come over here and 
everything is new to me. And even with, with me having all the initial drawings and measurements, when I started working, I suddenly realized that the opening for the toilet itself, it was too big. So the stool wouldn't be stable when mm -hmm. I made it. So I had to make it smaller. I had to adjust as I went. And it was a huge lesson for me. It showed me that that's fine. Whatever comes next, I'll find a way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I'll find a way to cope with it. And, and fix it. And that's a huge lesson for me, not just for work, but, but for all my life, right? There are many lessons that I've learned for this experience. And this one of the reasons that I'm doing all of this is that I believe that each of these experiences develop us as human beings. And, and this is what I'm doing, right? I'm, I'm trying to self-develop as a human being every day. And, and do you think that... <laughs> no, whoever is not here, Niv came in uh, with a cold this morning. And, and you're right. You, you caught it just this morning. Just this morning. Just as it came. <laughs> Especially for uh, <laughs> for this episode. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so is there a difference? Like you have different sessions here, right? So you're renting um, stations for work. Yeah. Which I can just pay money and, and come work. But you also have like more structured sessions, especially yeah, for have, kids, right? Especially for kids. And uh, I do it for uh, for teams in work, at work uh, places and, uh, and couples. This is basically the... And the audience. So it, you, you have like preset, pre-measured plans. How does it go? No, no. Uh, only for kids. When I work with kids, so it's like. How how is it different, by the way, with kids? With kids, it's it needs to be much more guided and, and built. And the kids, when they work, they they do, they won't use the saw. I mean. Uh, right. So they mostly you know drill and then then connect and glue and color. Right. But they love it to get their hands dirty. So it's much more simple and basic. You just have the experience. Just as we said, it's like when your kid making a, a draw in right. his kindergarten. So when he makes a stool, it's unbelievable. And he sits on his stool at home, so which colored himself. So did, did you ever follow up on the kids? Like seeing that if they have that uh, understanding, that the value that we talked about earlier mm. uh, of some of the product that you made by your own hands. Do you Just, think it's it's some value that they ever get before they grown up? Or I don't know if, if it's something that they can put in words. I mean, it's like when you go back from a family trip when you're a kid, you don't go back and say, hmm, I learned to be I value connected the, to I value this experience yeah. in my life. Yeah. So <laughs> it developed me as a human being. Exactly. So <laughs> it's just something that they did and it made them feel like more accomplished. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. So sense of accomplishment is, is something that I think has to do a lot with doing something that we were afraid of doing before Yeah. and, and had setbacks on doing before. And it goes with everything, right? It goes with whatever you're afraid of doing in your life. Not even afraid of, just didn't do it before. Right. We as grown-ups, I think we're more afraid of something that we didn't try before because we're afraid to fail and we're afraid to look ridiculous. But when you're a child, yeah, we have we have a lot of really weird fears yeah. in our minds. Yeah, our minds get get way trickier as we as we go on. Yeah, when people go and try to surf as grown-ups, if you, when you in the first time you go surfing, you won't like it because you really feel that you look ridiculous. But who gives? Shit? I mean, right? you don't care. Yeah. You, if you're, you if you're a kid, you don't care. It's something that we actually lose, you know? It's something that we lose with time. Yeah. That that people say that kids are, are always curious and try mm -hmm. different stuff. And we grown-ups, we always overthink stuff. Yeah. Right. And you try to do the stuff that you're good at because it makes you feel better with yourself because you're doing something and you do it but well. Is, is it though? Is it though? Is it just, is it, if you will try to do something that you're not good at, you will be more satisfied. So you if think, you are you're saying that people people are settling with their comfort zones. Yeah, I think most of the people 
try to stay at the comfort zone I think you know nothing grows there <laughs> nothing, nothing grows at your comfort zone no if you, you're doing only what you're good at well you're good at it and, and so what yeah and plus once you were not good at whatever you're good at today true yeah, yeah definitely there's a psychology approach which is being more complex I mean not just defining yourself but by one thing right the more you define yourself by different things you will be more happy I mean or less uh, depressed hmm. uh, so if you're like a mother only a mother I define myself by my kids so if one of my kids did something bad I'm bad if I only define myself by my kitchen abilities so when I uh, burn the bread so I really feel better about myself but if I'm a cook and I'm a, and I'm a father and I'm a surfer and I'm a carpenter so if something went wrong so nothing happened you It's have everything me. else right. I didn't fail something went wrong okay so nice. the more abilities that we have I think it allows us more to try and fail and feel good about ourselves because the failures won't break us It'd just be another lesson right do you consider yourself capians I try to I try to acquire as many abilities as I can and now I'm doing uh, I started the skipper uh, yacht sailing uh, course just nice. uh, uh, two months ago and uh, you know after that I wanna learn uh, to drum and after that I wanna learn uh, Arab, drum. you'll probably Arab. build your own drum <laughs> I hope so I want to build my own surfboard from wood sounds uh, possible sounds possible yeah okay so. what, what's the challenge there I don't know I don't know how you do it I mean oh just need to watch YouTube <laughs> <laughs> you don't have do you have your own Niv do you have your own mentor in your life beside your father um, or is your father still like your go-to for these kind of stuff I think my father opened my eyes about doing everything myself and the, the sense of ability of capability of me being possible to do everything on my own also both managing and building and physical and mentally and everything I think today my I try to surround myself with people I mean who values positively I mean when I when I started my own business it's important that you will have a, a, a good surroundings that will tell you that you can do it and we'll just show you the bad sides and the, and the, mm-hmm. the fears right about doing did you started new. just by yourself yeah I Okay, yeah, I started. How long? How long ago? This place is like uh, seven months ago. I opened it right. in January 2018. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I started it after I finished my. What did my, you do before? I finished my first degree. I, I did my first degree <laughs> in, uh, in the university in uh, geology. Right. And after I finished the degree, I I didn't want to work in this area, so uh, I I went to work uh, for a carpenter, and that's where. I really learned like professional carpentry work and you know and rules and measurements and everything as a professional and how about how about the business side uh, on the business side I think it's also one of the things of being a KPNs I mean <laughs> it, I didn't know anything before and I'm still learning every day it's super hard it involves uh, advertising and money stuff and buying all you need and managing it and And working with people and working alone and deal with your fears and and setting your own time in your family and your friends and your, your wife and, uh, so this is one of the biggest projects I ever had in my life and yet I always try to look at it as another project hmm. uh, when I have fears about this place and about the business and you know economical fears and what will happen so I try to tell myself that the worst case if it won't work so okay I close the business and I, <laughs> do something else yeah and I do something else I mean nothing happened it was a great experience and it gave me 
many, many different tools and, and other skills for my life. And what will be next will be next. I mean, I won't, I don't plan to do it for like the next eight years. So I don't really care. I care, but I don't really afraid of it. I just look at it as another process and another skill of handling a business. That is a perfect approach. Uh, you know, surrounding yourself with people like yourself and, and with positivity, people who can actually make you feel comfortable with what you are and the ways that you're doing stuff. It's probably one of the best advices that I once got. And and I started fixing my life at some point and making sure that I was surrounded by people who just accept me for who I am and and everything else is just does not matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important to get away from other from other people who makes you suffer in yeah. a way. Yeah. It's this it's is the first because they, they suffer. That's yeah. that, that's what happens. Exactly. Just project their own suffering. To exactly. You. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is the the first lesson that Buddha told his students. They right. came to him and they told him, Buddha, teach us something, give us something. So we ask them, when you see someone suffering, what do you do? And they say, I go and I help him, and I advise him, and I, and I, and I give him what he needs. And he said, No, you walk away. <laughs> you don't need to be around someone who's suffering. If this person will also walk away from all the people that that suffers around him, he will not suffer. Yeah. So it's really important, I believe, it's the, the biggest advice just to surround ourselves with, with positive people and people that makes us feel good. And it will make us be better. I mean, it won't, it won't make you like love yourself or sitting the whole day in front of the television, do nothing. And then, you know, just rot in your house. It will make you want to do stuff and want to, to make things and want to accomplish yourself and and get more from life as much more as you can because we're here and I don't know, we, better, <laughs> we might as well have fun and then learn stuff and get what we can from this world. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a perfect point to finish with. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, thank you for coming. It's, it's pretty amazing actually going out and making the podcast outside unlike inviting people to a studio I think since it's the first one that I'm making outside my own studio um, I think it's a good idea to continue with it if you haven't subscribed yet now is a good time to do so so go to SoundCloud search for Capians and, and subscribe to that plus you should definitely go to Facebook and like Capians page follow me on Twitter share your own experiences if you wish till the next time Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.